Welcome to We're Out There, a podcast about the uncanny, unconventional, and irreverent facets of life on this planet and yours. With Chad C. Meek, Neil Tredre, Kyle Lee, and me, Eric Newman. Hello, everybody. Welcome to yet another episode of We're Out There, a podcast about the things I just said, the uncanny, unconventional, and irreverent facets of life, both on this planet and on yours, with us back from his travels elsewhere around the world, up into the wherever it was, is Chad C. Meek. Hi, Chad. Nice to see you again. Hi, Eric. Nice to see you. How have I been? Good. How have you been? Yes. And, and where have you been? We've, we've kept the podcast Pismo, nice and warm for you over the last few weeks. Pismo Beach. Pismo Beach, Beach California. Like the uh, Apple laptop, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. No. Uh, yeah. Very uh, relaxing time at, uh, at, at Pismo. And it was spending time with my grandchildren. And uh-huh. uh, yeah, my son, uh, uh, Chad, the Chad Jr. or whatever he is, he uh, he and his, we we watched the kids while he went to Hawaii. So that was uh, my fun-filled time in Pismo Beach. Oh wow, that uh-huh. sounds that sounds awesome. Yeah, so must be nice to be very wealthy like my son is. Although he what does claims he do? he's not. I, I was just thinking it must be nice to be away from your kids for a week. <laughs> <laughs> That's really funny. Butting it over there is someone that only understands my joke about power books and Pismo Beach is Kyle Lee. Hi, Kyle. Howdy. Nice to see you again. I actually saw you six days ago, actually. That's that's true. Sunny Florida. We'll get to that in a minute. But of course, joining us for the third time, third time's a charm, is terrestrial broadcaster Neil Tredrea. Hi, Neil. Hey, how are you? Welcome back. Thank you. Good to be here. Fantastic. Well, and, thank and you. And welcome, welcome back to all of you as well. That's right. We've all been going places and driving places, and Kyle's been driving me crazy. <laughs> you know. That's, you, you okay, Chad? Yeah, I'm just practicing. You guys are in Florida. There's a gigantic virus out there. Ah, I'm yes. surprised. Yeah. Anyways, yes. I, I, is everyone okay? Yeah. I'm, are, we, I, I, are we safe? I've avoided, I, I've avoided going outside at all costs, so this has been nah, the, the greatest 18 I'm, months of my life. I'm vaxxed and waxed, baby. I'm I'm having my hot bug summer in in uh, honor of the cicadas. I'm gonna scream. I'm gonna mate and die. That's right. And uh, I've just been coughing on people, Chad. So no, I'm fine. Well, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, it's like this. That's no, fine. It is the did the five G uh, get you after you took the vaccination or or is it? I read that on the internet, so it has to be true. Has to be true. Now I'm waiting yeah. for the uh, the botched firmware update to the nanobots from the next booster shot that they want us to get. So um, um, every yeah. time I okay. sneeze, my router restarts. Oh, there you go. <laughs> That's they'll fix that on the next shot. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm waiting for the update. That's right. Um, so last episode, well, welcome back. Welcome back, everybody. Uh, last episode, we talked a little bit or a lot about the Havana Syndrome, which is also something I picked up by eating an old Cuban sandwich at an Amico station in South Florida. But seriously, folks. I mean, um, if, if you're in South Florida, you can get a much better Cuban sandwich. Uh, a gas station Cuban sandwiches it could be pretty good. Yeah, that's true. 7-Eleven has some pretty decent Cubans. I'm not going to not gonna lie. Yeah, not the people working there, Neil. 
the no, yeah, the sandwiches. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Um, yeah. No, I, uh, what is it? I, I was in Florida for 10 days, and outside of my hatred for Florida, I mean, I had a great time. I love seeing you, Kyle, and all the other fine people there. Um, and it, it was just, just kind of weird because I've spent the last 18 months by myself in my small apartment just, you know, doing what I do now, yelling into a microphone for an hour for you guys, yelling into my computer all day for work, not really seeing anybody. because I've got friends here, but, you know, on the weekends and stuff. And I spent the last week and a half seeing people every day, staying with people every day, and boy, I... I saw Kyle on the last day of the, of the trip. I flew into Fort Lauderdale, and I flew out of Orlando. And by the time I saw Kyle, and he, it was like we weren't really talking that much. And he, he, uh, Kyle, you said something like, you know, I don't really have – I'm sorry. I'm not, I'm not being a good host. I don't really have anything to do. And I said, I just want to get out of here. I just want to go into my, <laughs> just want to go to sleep in my own bed back in Brooklyn and just pass out and not see anyone. And, um, and then I got back, and – after, I don't know, a day and a half here, I was just like, man, I haven't seen anyone. I don't need to talk to people. So grass is always greener. Yeah. But, yeah. Well, we're, um, we're happy to have you. Yes, that's right. And, um, but, yeah, so this episode, tonight, we have a lot to get to, and so we'll throw the personal stuff aside. But before we, we want to talk about the Havana Syndrome again. Before we do that, though, we need to talk about a very, very important man. Right, Jeff Bezos went into space the day after I got back from Florida, along with Richard Branson, separately. They went on the same day, right? What is this music? Oh, that's so, from uh, Bo Burnham's Inside Special. Gotcha. Look at where you came from. Look at you now. Honestly, the best I, I, song that could ever be written about Jeff Bezos. It's, yeah, it's, well, I honestly thought it was an original uh, Eric Newman piece. I didn't know. Uh, <laughs> oh, thank you. Yeah, I it, love it the 80s synth It sounds a lot pop. like you. Well, yeah, you could definitely be, be bumping this. Yeah, oh, so that, uh, that whole special is full of bangers. It's really it's a it's a very very good special. That's great. Um, I I keep I need to see more Bo Burnham because I keep getting him confused with uh, Jim Jeffries. It's the alliterative names, and uh, I just I don't like Jim Jeffries that much. So that's another story. Um, but yeah, so uh, Bezos, Jeffrey Bezos, and Richard Branson. Uh, went in two separate rockets into space. Another big step in the private space industry. Branson used a space shuttle-like design, and that returns to a runway, and Jeff Bezos has a penis rocket that well, looks like uh, it came from Austin Powers. Uh, actually, the, the cool thing about uh, Branson's uh, launch is that's, that's launched off of a carrier plane. So they get, uh, I guess, they, oh. they get off the ground with a traditional jet airplane but a, a really weird giant looking one it's the largest uh largest jet airliner or largest jet plane on the planet earth right now it gets it up in the air and then the launch vehicle kind of rockets off from there um which is great to avoid uh you know having to launch uh from land i think it saves a lot of fuel <clears throat> interesting how does the space shuttle work Space Does that launch with a rocket and then it, yeah, it detaches from the rocket? The space shuttle launched with, uh, you know, rocket boosters that would fall off as it I see. got into the atmosphere. 
So Branson's design is like a, a newer space shuttle. And uh, kind of. I mean, it's more because it a, looks more like a plane, you know. Yeah, it, it was. That's that's the idea. It's not. It's not launching with rockets. Uh, so right. it you you are allowed to. It's it's able to have a more aerodynamic, I guess, navigable design, and it doesn't require as much fuel for takeoff. Right, because um, it's using a carrier plane. Yeah, so you can use that fuel for you know that space for other weight. I don't know a ton about it except for that it's a really uh, it's an interesting launch design because it's not your traditional sure. rockets off the ground. Right, which Jeff Bezos's rocket named the New Shepard, which is after Alan Shepard, the first U.S. astronaut, uh, that looks much more like a traditional rocket, and it also very much looks like a, a penis rocket from Austin Powers. I've been saying that joke for a few days, and I turned on Netflix last night. I haven't watched Netflix in weeks. Turned on Netflix on my TV. First movie recommended, Austin Powers. I know. Jeff Bezos was briefly trending higher than porn on Google when he was in space. And he carried both the oldest and youngest people ever to go to space. They were both Amazon employees of the month. No, they were uh, 82-year-old Wally Funk. That's a good name. She is a pilot, was a member of the Mercury 13 back in the 60s. She was part of a program that put female astronaut candidates through the same training and tested as NASA's male astronaut. Nice gender equality. But Funk said, actually, none of the women from that program ever got the chance to go to space. Now she finally has, which is great. Along with her is 18-year-old Oliver Damon? Demon? Linux Demon? Damon? Uh, Oliver wasn't originally supposed to be on this flight. The spot that he took was reserved for the winner of a $28 million auction. But the person who paid for that seat ended up having a scheduling conflict, so Oliver joined in instead. I imagine if you have $28 million <laughs> to spend at auction, you, you're kind of busy. What? What, what would... What would bump going to space? What would you bump going to space for? Uh, I feel like I would clear my schedule if I dropped twenty eight million dollars. <laughs> going, there's got to be a Tinder date. Yeah, I no. guess if you finally got a, finally I mean, got the, the, the one, maybe they find out that they'd have to sit next to Bezos for yeah, a long oh, time. Oh, he's going to he, be there. Yeah, I don't know about that. He had a pipe. He's bur- actually going to be there. He had a pipe burst in his apartment. He had to. He had to make sure he got all his stuff off the floor. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I'd like, to, a, a I'd like to interview the person that paid for that, but, um, but didn't go. Well, because was it? Because I, I did hear that the the eighteen year old, the Damon or whatever, the Demon, um, he is apparently the son of some like Swiss hedge fund manager. Mm. Sounds about right. So, Sounds about right. Yeah, I wonder like if um, it's not I just a know, freak accident that an eighteen year old kid got to go to space. It's because they're connected, you know, with the right people. Yeah, it's not. He's not like a make a wish kid. Um, well. It's a different kind of wish. Um, Yeah, yeah, pay for a wish. Exactly. So the FAA changed the definition of astronaut right before Bezos went into space just to confirm that he is not technically an astronaut, which I think is a good move. Uh, There's a... Government overreach. There you go. That's right. It's another useless government regulation that people don't like. This change was made to the FAA's Commercial Space Astronaut Wings Program. Uh, It's awarding a coveted wings badge. The only other person that hadn't been a real astronaut to receive it was Paul McCartney for his band after the Beatles. Blue Origin had already... uh, Blue Origin is Jeff Bezos' space company. And because they couldn't get the FAA's Commercial Space Wings badge, they made their own. And they handed that out to the three people that were, or four people that were on, four, five? Were there five people? 
Bezos' they're, brother, and then the two other people. There's four. They're both they're both fake astronauts. Absolutely. Right. They, they, yeah, they were in fake spaceships. This they're is in just fake spaceships. <laughs> Looks like I mean they did go into actual space, Chad. They went 62 miles up into the atmosphere. The FAA's requirements for what is considered space is only 50. Well, that's like me watching Pornhub. I, it would take me five minutes to basically come up and go down. I mean, it's ridiculous as far as how everyone got that. excited. Yeah, everyone got excited about this. Like, uh, I'm thinking, where's the beef? You know, and, and it's like, oh. oh, wow, my God, Jeff Bezos. He didn't even put his hand on a uh, on a steering ship. <laughs> I mean, right. A, a steering wheel. There's no steering wheel. Well, and that's All he's doing is looking, looking out the window. And that's, Come on. <laughs> and that's one of the reasons why he didn't he didn't get the actual uh, wings badge, because all the other astronauts that had been awarded it actually did something in space. But because the Blue Origin rocket, the New Shepard was completely automated. There was nothing for him to do, and so he didn't do anything, and so he didn't qualify as an astronaut. Um, Blue Aww. Origin has you two know, more I, space I, tourism I, flights scheduled this year, half a dozen next year, and their and their goal is to fly once every two weeks. Were you going to say, Kyle? I just yeah. can't help but feel bad for the guy, you know? Bezos? Gosh, he's just been through so much. <laughs> with, the, with the divorce. Why isn't Bill Gates going into space, then? Where's the cool synth-pop song about him? Uh, Bill, All right. Bill, Bill Gates does not look like he handles motion very well. <laughs> I, 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 I feel true. sorry. I, I, not listen. enough Dramamine Did you see world. that hat? Did you see that cowboy hat? The only thing you can do is yes. feel sorry for Bozo. I mean, that, that was the most, ridi- well, <laughs> that is the most ridiculous, surreal-looking act of stupidity I've ever seen. Somebody's throwing that dumb... <laughs> with it was like a comedy. It was like hilarious, you know? So well, was, I mean, if, eh. you had, if you had all the money and you wanted to go to space and you could just buy the people and you probably already sell the parts on Amazon to go to space and build a rocket, why not? Well, no, I, I, I don't his money. The first thing I would do is I, I mean this because I'm not, I guess, like a psychopath. Um, but <laughs> hey, you don't want to don't go that far with. Well, him. for what he spent, like, you know, you could fix Flint water, fl- the Flint, Michigan water yeah. supply right. 10 times over. And homelessness, eliminate world hunger, hunger, give broadband to people yeah. in Africa. Yeah. But there's no obligation for these people to do that. Of, no, of course not. Um, and that's one of the great things about being of, American is that you can make we, all this money and say f off to everyone. No, I mean, right. I mean, we don't, we don't, tax, you know, we don't tax the rich in this country. That's what a, what a great country. Exactly. <laughs> how much of that? How much of his money actually came from tax rebates that we paid for? That's the, that's a good question. Because if they did pay tax, then he could still go to space, and we could spend the money on doing the things we just mentioned. But I don't know. I mean, look, we, we, like in the Gilded Age, there were all of these super wealthy people that became philanthropists, and then they ended up competing with each other about how, many, how, much, how charitable they were. Now we're in a new age where people don't w- really want to do that. And right. Bezos clearly doesn't. Um, I don't know how many more people are fainting in his Amazon warehouses just so he could scrap some more pennies to pay for his next rocket, but uh, hey. The, those people working in those warehouses, they're meaningless uh, useless eaters. Okay, so I guess they don't deserve to live, right? And uh, and and Jeff deserves to go up into space, right? And he and, and he deserves to have a new girlfriend after throwing the other one under the bus. 
He's worked hard. You know? Under well, the rocket. So, he clearly is working 350 billion times harder than I am. That's right. Uh, to, to make well, that's that not, I mean, you know, I mean, come on. That's not a, it's not a linear scale, Neil. Well, logarithmic. He might be working, working 600 times billion, uh, 600 billion times more than you are. You don't know that. Well, that's true. I guess I don't know that. Um, I, I do think it's funny, though, that he goes into outer space for about three minutes, um, doesn't even get out and look around, just drives past space. And immediately comes back and is like, holy shit, Earth is amazing. And then, like, his whole thing is like, we got to move heavy industry, polluting industry, and move it into space. But then it's not polluting because the pollution just goes into the universe, just goes into space. Well, we, but he says, he says we need to take all heavy industry, all polluting. So move it off of Earth. Like, he, he finally but, realizes what a precious, finite resource we have on planet Earth. And right. let's move that into space. With a space elevator? Right, like this is something that we can just do next week. Right. Well, you know, it does. It does take people thinking that big and thinking at extremes to move the whole albatross of Western society forward a little bit. These people sound crazy, and then fifty years from now, when you look back, they're not going to sound so crazy. We don't have fifty years. Oh, you know, no, we we do. (laughs) We do because we were already supposed to have been dead. We were supposed to have been dead in 2000. We were supposed to have been dead in 2012. We were supposed to have been dead in 2020. We were supposed to have been dead due to the carbon dioxide already. We'll figure it out. It's probably not going to be comfortable outside. That's why the Jetsons lived in skyscrapers, and that takes place 50 years from now. So, you know, we'll survive. Uh, It's just not going to be easy. When the uh, the Amazon workers were, of course, the Flintstones living on the ground level uh, because they share right. the universe. But I, I'm sure when you were a kid, you also had that, that uh, VHS tape of the Jetsons meet the Flintstones. I actually didn't, but uh, oh. I, that's, that's, what I'm get, that's, what I'm, that's what I'm getting at. Is like, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, um, yeah so let's uh, – yeah. I can actually recall watching uh, commercials, commercials with a Flintstone smoking Winston cigarettes. Yeah, so there you is, go. Winston tastes good like a cigarette should. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So. Not like right I was about Fred. Well, yeah. well, Betty hey, and Bonnie, you ever like smoking? <laughs> well, yeah. Betty and Wilma were mowing the lawn. You know, by the way, you know why they all had collars? I just learned this the other day. All of the every Hanna Barbera character had some kind of like necktie or a necklace or a collar. You know why they did that? No, because it, it actually allowed them to not have to animate the body, and they could just animate the head, and they saved like. Sixty percent. They cut down on their on their animation works by sixty percent by not doing that. But they just oh. repeat uh, Cool Cat's body or something. Well, that, that, think about like Yogi Bear. Yeah, like, Yogi Bear. You know, he's got a, a necktie, and yeah. so when he's moving his head around or he's talking, you don't have to animate the rest of his body. You, you can just, just have animate, to animate his head. the head relative to the. It's collar? a separate layer. Sure. Okay. So yeah, it's just a separate cell. You know? I just so want to it, re- it covers I, up like a cut and paste line or something. It covers. Oh, yeah. I mean, they're composited yeah. over each other. Okay. So you That's have fascinating. like you have a you have like a you have a cell like a, a sheet of cellophane for his body. Right. You have another cell for his necktie, and you have another cell for his head. <clears throat> the necktie sits above both of them. You switch sure. out the cells for his head. You don't have to switch out the cells for the other rest of his body. Fascinating they stuff. Didn't ha- they, they didn't have one or two people on a computer. They had a room full of animators doing this very tedious work. What an incredible story about the whole, uh, you know, what, the Flintstones and all these uh, Johnny Quest and all this stuff. Yeah. It's amazing what they were, it, were yeah. able to do. Talk about, yeah. talk about a smoke-filled room, a 1950s animation department. Could you oh, imagine? There's if you want a if you want a really good animation documentary, uh, it's called Persistence of Vision. It's a documentary about 
I used to call him the greatest living animator, but he died in 2020 or 2019, Richard Williams. Uh, he's the guy that did Roger Rabbit, and he, was, he did fabulous, fantastic, amazing, really high-quality animated uh, commercials and shorts in England. And he's Canadian. Uh, but yeah, there's a whole thing about that. Anyway, let's move on to... I guess let's move on to what to let's move. Hold on. Let's move on. <laughs> I wish we could edit this. Let's move on to back where we were. I'm so glad we can't. I, Last I wanna, time. I, I, I want to apologize let's, to Jeff Bezos right now. Let's move on to uh, go the back. Evil things hold on. I, said I almost earlier. got it. I almost got it. Hold on. Let's move on to go back. <laughs> <laughs> to last week's show <laughs> about the Havana Syndrome. There's been a new article from the Wall Street Journal that was published a couple days ago that says basically nothing. They just give you a primer on the Havana Syndrome. And uh, Kyle, why don't you give us a rundown of what we what we talked about? You know, and Chad wasn't here last time. Sure. What is well, the Havana Syndrome? Well, it's the... Uh... Havana syndrome is the name given to a set of uh, symptoms and physical reactions that uh, people in the state service and in the essentially uh, U.S. government employees overseas started experiencing at at the uh, diplomatic residences in Cuba. Um, Happened, I think, late 2016. They first started to be reported. It started to uh, they started to recognize that it was affecting uh, multiple over 100 people uh, in 2017 under the new administration uh, who was interested in chilling relations with Cuba. Um, all of our diplomats were recalled. Um, lesser known at the time um, and lesser publicized uh, was that it was also happening to CIA officers in uh, Moscow. And um, Australia and, and in parts of China. Austria. And Austria. Austria. Well, that's that's the most recent one. Since since the since it was first discovered in 2016, it was dubbed Havana syndrome. Um, it was the finger was pointed at uh, Cuban. Uh, that's right. The Cuban spy service uh, trying to trying to once again chill our relations with them. But uh, as we found out over the last couple of years. Um, it's wider spread than just that tiny island off the coast of Florida. Um, what is that called? ISOM? Island south of Miami? The, that's a, an island south of Miami. Do you yeah. want to buy some cigars legally? That's, um, and that's right. And Chad, since you weren't here, I don't know if you if you know this, the Associated Press released some audio recordings of what the, the sonic, hypersonic weapon sounds like. I've got one right here for you. Right, and then I'll, I'll stop it with the audio puns. But they're you're, fun. You're, you're having fun with that, aren't you? I love this. Is my fa- this is the favorite my favorite part of podcasting. <laughs> okay. Anyway, um, yeah. So thank you for the rundown, Kyle. Um, is there anything else to add? That was pretty descriptive. Very well, good. I, I mean, basically, uh, it, it was blamed on Cuba, and then because uh, that's mo- where it came mo- from first. Well, that's just where we, kind that's, of like how COVID was blamed. That's on. that's where the that's where the first clusters of it were were reported. But once right. again, this is happening to government agents that are mostly CIA agents. Mostly CIA agents. So as far as we know, it it came out 
in Cuba, but it has been reported um, in in other countries, uh, in in China, in uh, Moscow, and also it's it's been reported to have affected people in the nation's capital. Most right. recently, uh, it seems like the the new hot spot is Vienna, Austria, as Chad mentioned. And, uh, and what's happening over there? Uh, Just people are coming back deaf. Uh, well, people are reporting now. Now that it's on everyone's radar, uh, pretty much anytime someone feels like they have a headache, they're they're calling it in. But it does look like uh, it is actually happening to folks in Vienna um, and uh, in all sorts of different circumstances. The so, spy capital of the world, of course, in uh, in Vienna. Is it? It's a, yeah, oh yes. yeah, it, is. it always has been. Huh. Huh. Actually, always has been. Yeah, yeah. The, a, a favorite. As long as the Austrian government's position. As long as you're not doing it to them, they, they really don't care. So sure. they'll, they'll let it slide. Yeah, huh. yeah that's their position. It's a makes weird sense. one. That's why yeah. Hitler was Austrian. But Anyway, um, so because of all of this, there's been an increased response from the Biden administration. Biden CIA director, Mr. Burns, is escalating his efforts. Uh, he believes that it's intentional and malicious. And he said, quote, we're no longer the only big kid on the geopolitical block, especially with the rise of China. As you know very well, there's a revolution in technology which is transforming the way that we live, work, complete, compete, and fight. And so CIA, like everyone else in the U.S. government, has to take that into account. Interesting. Um, I don't, but you know, because he's the CIA director, you almost want to believe the opposite of what he's saying. <laughs> you know, why trust what this guy's or any CIA expert or intelligence expert? Why trust what they say? There, the Smith, uh, what was it? The Smith Munt Act was repealed, which prevented the U.S. government from propagandizing our citizens. That was in place until I believe 2015 or 16. And so after that was repealed, then they could just, the gloves come off. The CIA people, whether it's Director Burns or whether it's anyone else that works in Langley, can just go on the news or they could say anything that they want. It doesn't actually have to be true well, or anything like that. That's the thing. They don't want to say anything. They, they He's would probably rather, controlling the narrative. They would anything. rather be completely silent on any issue until it lands on their door and then they have to say something. So I take, of course, I take what they say with a grain of salt, but... Uh, you know, also, if, if, if they're saying something, it's because they have, they have to get in front of it. Right. And, um, you know, uh, when we're well, plus the, plus the fact that, uh, people are having many strokes. Um, it's, oh yeah. It's, it, this is a debilitating thing that's affecting dozens of, of U S officials. And, uh, it's, it's, it's gotten up to where Congress is now, uh, saying, Hey, what the hell's going on? That's um, right. And there's a Havana act which stands for the... I thought I had this somewhere. What does it stand for, Neil? Uh, I'm pulling it up this? right now. Yeah, let's see. The, um, uh, we're not supposed to pull up websites while we're recording this show. Oh, I'm sorry. I mean, no, I've got well, it right this, here. I'm just I'm going, I'm going away now. Very you mean you're not supposed tabs. to be doing that? Oh, my God. <laughs> you're, not I, supposed I to say, you're not supposed to say that you're oh. doing uh, Helping oh. American Victims Afflicted by Neurological Attacks Act hey. of 2021. <laughs> That's right. And it's uh, right now in the Senate. It passed the Senate. It's working on the working on the House. It passed the Senate on June 7th. Uh, the House Majority Leader indicated on July 23rd. Welcome to Windows. July 23rd that this bill may be considered on the week ahead. That was me shutting down. Oh, well, at least you're it still took, here. It took too long for the sound, the sound effect to come up. 
Yeah, don't don't play sound effects. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, so let's see. So that's part of it. There's uh, Secretary of State Blinken who said, here's the hard reality right now. We don't know what caused these in, uh, incidents. We don't know who, if anyone, is actually responsible, uh, which he said at a congressional hearing last month. The State Department is now requiring a baseline testing program. This is what we talked about last time. They didn't have one. So when they did MRIs on people when they came back, they noticed some differences in their brains. They didn't have the control of the imaging before they left to see if there was any pre-existing conditions or any congenital whatever. Now they are. The State Department's now requiring a baseline testing program for diplomatic employees believe, before they leave for field assignments starting now. Yeah, that's not a bad idea. Um, but, you no. Know. I mean, especially if we're trying to hone this thing in and figure out exactly where it's coming from, or at least say that we well, are. Yeah, and I would say just in general. I mean, if, you know, a guy goes over to overseas and comes back with, you know, malaria uh, or, or dengue fever or something, you know, if you don't have that baseline, just as a, as a protection uh, for those employees, for those agents, you know, if I was going overseas, I would at least want it on record that, no, I didn't have malaria uh, before you sent me to sub-Saharan Africa or wherever. Uh-huh. Check well, this I, out. If, if I oh, was sorry, an no. if I was an employer, I would definitely like to be able to 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 say, yeah, it's you had that you had that before you left. <laughs> no, <laughs> right. sure, yes. Yeah, I mean, the go- and the government will have plausible deniability for anything anyway, so it's not like yeah. you'll be able to. Don't even if something me. happened, you won't be able to sue them for it. Don't come to me with open palms. Exactly. You want and a government handout? For... Well, you made me deaf. Well, you're working for CIA. They'll just kill you. It's right. True. Allegedly. Or they'll or they'll they'll use a body double. To replace yes. you. Or That's they'll right. be forced to get real jobs. Hey. So, <laughs> I t- so check this out. Uh, speaking of... Jeffrey Bezos. Amazon sells an LRAD Sonic Nausea electronic audible sound device for $38, and I can get it on Wednesday with Amazon Prime. It's all connected, man. Yeah, it looks like it even comes with a battery. Thank you, Jeff. Anyway... <laughs> Um, that's a little surprise. I was not expecting to find <laughs> that. Oh, actually, I, I, you you should be ex- you should expect to find anything that's in the news. You should expect to find something on Amazon that will. But Amazon it. Prime, it's like oh. I don't it, know. It, it must not be a lithium battery then. It's a, it comes with a Duracell. Okay, but it's a Duracell Pro Cell, which hey, I don't know now. what that means. It's a nine volt. So, by the way, there's a guy, um, Tech Ingredients, on YouTube. He made his own LRAD device from house, from off-the-shelf parts, and he has these videos of... It's a very directional sound cannon, long-range acoustic devices, and uh, he has a few videos of him shooting people with his LRAD device while they're wearing different varieties of noise cancellation headphones. It's very interesting to see the how they all fare. Like, you know, oh. the Bose Quiet Comfort versus the Sony whatever vo- versus uh, isolation headphones. Very interesting. Give it a watch. How, how many of them, how many of these people uh, wound up with nausea, vertigo? Yeah, tinnitus. I, I don't, well, I don't, he I don't think this you... Because he didn't buy the Sonic Nausea electronic audible sound device from I, Amazon. I, 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 also don't, I don't think this YouTuber was uh, shelling out for uh, diagnostic MRIs beforehand either. No. But he did well, use his understanding of science. You don't. You don't need a diagnostic MRI to know if you've gone deaf, huh? Eh. Eh. Anyway. Um, yeah. And so, so we talked about we talked about these fMRIs. We talked about all the types of imaging. And there's a lot of oddities that have come out. It's still going to take some more time because what the State Department required, I think, is exactly what we need. 
since the uh, controls that they had been using are not real controls, uh, the State Department or other universities or whatever other outlets are trying to figure out what's causing this. They're not the people before they left, and then as soon as they get back, they're just random other people that are in the same health demographic. So this will be really good, but it's still going to take some more time for the information to come out. What I'd like to know is what's behind the Wall Street Journal story that came out on the 23rd, which is Friday, and it says nothing. It's got to be prefacing something that's coming out soon. Because they're the CIA, so you know that there is going to be something coming out soon. Really? The Wall yes. Street Journal? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Interesting. I didn't know Rupert yeah. was in bed with them. It makes oh, sense. Yeah. Speaking yeah. of controlling narratives. Uh, and the only reason why I was able to read the Wall Street Journal story is because I signed up for a free trial six months ago, and I have to call them to cancel it. And I haven't been able wow. to do that. Do you get the, do you get the physical newspaper? Is no. that the physical or the physical online? newspapers? What uh, year am, is this, Chad? Am, you live in you, you live in New York. Come on. I would have done this anywhere else. I'm a millennial. What do you want? I, okay. I'm an okay. avid reader of the first twelve words of Wall Street Journal articles. Does that include the headline? <laughs> no, it just includes what I get to before I hit the paywall. <laughs> oh, there you go. Yeah, a growing number of diplomats have ordered Wall Street Journal for one month free, starting at 19.99 after 30 days. Wow. Interesting. Interesting. Or uh, prompting a series of, we've noticed that you have an ad blocker on. and <laughs> Please disable your ad blocker. Exactly. Wow, yeah, that's uh-huh. organically in, in these articles. Um, yeah. So what we, where we ended last time is, let's go back to move forward. Or move forward. And it is, uh, we were going to talk with Neil about his time in Cuba and uh, his views on the Havana syndrome and how how I don't know how society and things like that work down there. Yeah. Right? Yeah. That's yeah. What we're talk I think about. we we kicked that around. Sure. So uh, when did you go to Havana? I was in Havana. Let's see. Uh, 2014 until 2015 was the first time. January 2015 uh, was when I came back to the United States. Did you have a girlfriend down there? Is that why you went? No. No. Uh, I. Um, you my, like cigars? Huh. You like cigars? I do like cigars. Hey. You get better. You get better cigars at Dominican Dominican Republic. Everyone. Knows yeah, that. I mean, there's there's definitely a lot to be really? said for how how the non-Cuban market has caught up with manufacturing, you know, since the 1960s, um, yeah. and and Cuban uh, quality control, you know, has gone down a little bit. You get a lot of cigars that are plugged. They're hard to draw on. Um, What's a plug? They're they're I mean, just like, like a literal like you draw plug when, in there? when you're sucking on it to get the smoke flowing. Right. Um, Not a filter. It's just like a plug. Well, it's yeah. It, the the leaves are packed too tight or incorrectly or something. So there's no oh. airflow uh, as you're as you're trying to uh, to draw. It used to be it. a it used to be an art. I mean, it, there, it used to it used to be a huge art, and, and people were so enamored with the uh, with the right uh, the right everything of, of a Cuban cigar. And I, it's my understanding that again uh, that that right now Dominican Republic actually has. Just as good, or even better than them right now. So, well, and it's, yeah, I mean, good and better are, of course, subjective uh, terms. Um, but there's a lot more. In, I would say variety in what you can get out of Dominican Republic, out of Nicaragua, um, yeah. Honduras. You know, there's uh, shoot Cameroon, Mexico. They're all growing tobacco, and all these guys are able to, you know, uh, mix and blend their leaves to make these amazing flavors and creations. Well, and some of the some of the biggest uh, Dominican producers, I believe, they were they were exiles that that came and 
started up their own factories. Correct. So they brought some of the old the old world uh, uh-huh. um, the techniques. heirloom tobacco. Yeah. Well, not well, they, only the tobacco, they, they but the, seeds. the techniques. Yeah, yeah, mm. the, the the seeds as and well. The seeds and the techniques and all that. Yeah. And then of course, I don't know, we can we can get into the whole copyright law as well. Um, you know, and I think too, if you're if you're about you're gonna, what calling something a Cuban cigar, just the well, general copyright law. No, like law Cohiba. You can get a Dominican Cohiba uh, or you know, Ramon Ayones or a Bolivar or something now, these brands are popping up. Um, you know, Partagas is one, uh, Monte Cristo. So all these different names, you know, but they have no relation to the Cuban brands, the Cuban sure. marcas. Well, they um, were also they were also pre um, they were pre revolution brands that of course that can you know they, they could take their brand and go anywhere else. And well, uh, but they have no relation to these previous brands. Sure, sure. So, so Neil, yes. can I ask you another question? Sure. Were you working for the CIA? I can neither hey. confirm nor deny. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll tell you what I was doing over in Serbia if you tell me what you were doing in Cuba. Well, not on the record. How about that? Yeah. We could we oh. could say that for the after show. Yeah. Background. That's right. <laughs> Save it for the Patreon. Uh, so you exactly, Patreon subscribers. So my, co- uh, my, my, my cover was I was working for the consulting for the World Bank. That was my mm. cover. That's a cover? <laughs> <laughs> Just like the International Monetary <laughs> Fund up there. Um, yeah, it, no, it's, it's interesting. So you're saying, basically, to wrap up the cigar shtick, you're like, yes. no pun intended, you're saying, basically, that uh, just like every other thing that people really loved that said that was a, a big name, it's now been watered down and kind of homogenized, and it's not what it yeah. used to be. And I mean, now if, the if real good stuff is somewhere else. Yeah, if Just you're, like if pizza you're going... in New York. Yes, famous original Sal's, Sal's original Rays. famous Rays. Yeah, exactly. You know, no, so yeah, it's, exactly. if if, if um, you know if you're making a new cigar blend and the best name you can come up with is one that's already been in use, how good is that blend going to be? It, is the way I look at it. You know, if you can't think of a new name, you just got to go Cohiba, you got to go Partagas or whatever. Right. It, come up with your own with your own thing. Um, so yeah, look I mean, at how many Cuban hard cigars. seltzers are out there. It's, They're delicious. Right. Yeah. Hard, hard seltzers or spiked seltzers or the well, just, official just, drink of gentrified Brooklyn. Look at how many of those are out there. If something works, it's going to be copied over and over and over again. Right. But I mean, they'll probably do something like if even if there was a trademark thing, they would do they would do it like you know California does with the champagne that they have. <laughs> right. You know? Right. Um, so, and, well, uh, and that's going to be an interesting thing because you know at some point, like I think uh, under Obama, as part of the. Uh, the normalization uh, uh, efforts that were undergone, they started in 2014, kind of, you know, diplomatic relations in 2015 reopened. Um, I think they, they said that you can, if you are a, a property holder or were a property holder or you own a brand that was uh, seized by the Cuban government, uh, you can now sue and, you know, mm. in international court or domestic court, I'm not sure which, and and... You know, try to get some kind of, I guess, lien placed against the Cuban government uh, for your property or your assets. Okay. So Bacardi um, Rum, that was a Cuban brand. Um, oh. You know, yeah, and that that was one that actually I think has some relation to it. Um, but you know, it, it, what if they open up the market? You know, what's what's Altatus is I think the distributor for like Cohiba cigars. You know, what are they going to do when you can actually get Cuban Cohibas? On the on the world market, right? I mean, what what do you what purpose does it serve to still have an embargo against Cuba? I, like, I really don't know. Especially when we had Trump, the businessman, he kind of reversed what Obama did to open things up. Why would you do that? Why would you want to close a, uh, things down? 
you keep you keep a very loud um, group of of politically persuasive people in Florida happy. Essentially, and, yeah, and, and that's that's really <laughs> I, I, and, yeah. and also, but you know they you, wouldn't you, exist if we it, hadn't had the embargo with Cuba. Well, it, no, it really goes back further. Um, really, it's the descendants of Meyer Lansky who basically are keeping this thing going. They're still pissed off about the Meyer Lansky. Yeah, he's a famous you know, the, Jewish yeah. mobster. Yeah, yeah, uh, he got he, he got all Bugsy his casinos Siegel, ripped I'm off. Sorry. Yeah, he got he got all his casinos ripped off. They're they're still hurting about that, and they need to get paid. That so you're saying so what, you're saying the Jews control the embargo? Hey. Well, they do. <laughs> they, they, Always the Jews. We, we know that. But, uh, <laughs> maybe you know, maybe maybe the Havana syndrome is just loud yelling, and just like yeah, I tell just, you, it's, it's over there. I can't believe it. What's I wrong? Was, I was up all night. Like, they were kvetching deaf. next oh my to my God. window. Yeah. <laughs> that you can't get pastrami in Cuba. Wow, I'm just like I have this headache and my ears are ringing and I just <laughs> wait, wait, it's, wait, it's, wait, it's wait, so wait. human. Uh, I feel that way after I have a conversation with well, my with mom. Me. So oh, they're gonna say uh, with uh, me. Yeah. Yeah. We need to have a moment of silence for Jackie Mason. We do. Yes, that's, that's, oh, he just uh, died today. Uh, um, dude, yesterday. Yeah, yesterday. 93. Oh, yeah. Man. Yeah. Or, you know, five days ago, depending on when you're listening to this. <laughs> Three weeks ago in a month. Yeah, I don't know. Well, that's just, that's a shame. That's a yeah. Shonda for the Goyim. It really is. Um, yeah. No, See, I, the, I don't know what embargo... else to say. Jackie Mason was a real keystone of, of Jewish comedy and uh, also Jewish stereotypes for 50 years. Yeah. Well, he was the pioneer of many of them. Uh, he, I know. He took, he took it just out of because the... he always kind of sounded like this. What is there a problem with it? I don't understand. It's just like you know, well, people he, aren't really going to sound like that anymore. He did. Regular he, dis, he disarmed a lot of the uh, a lot of the hate and a lot of the negative stereotypes by by owning it and and turning it into um, a very Comedy. very wonderful type of humor. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> if only we could have that view of things now. Um, but anyway, so. Neil, you in Havana. Yes. yes. What was the grocery store like? Uh, well, the first time I was there, um, it was, you know, I, I at the time, I guess I wouldn't have thought it was particularly well stocked. There was a department store uh, that I could walk to, and it was two stories, and you could get on the on the bottom floor, they have like a little meat uh, freezer. Um, they had consumer electronics, refrigerators, air conditioners, TVs, DVD oh. players, Um you know, Were they yeah. all just like refrigerator brand refrigerators? Well, like, uh, no, because it was you know foreign. I would guess probably like German, uh, Chinese. Chinese at this point, yeah, yeah, Chinese would probably be the big one. Um, they they had some German like construction equipment. I know that I saw those mm. um, doing restoration work on the Capitolio at the time. Um, but uh, yeah, Chinese probably Chinese goods. Uh, then you go upstairs, and that's where they had the food. And of course, you know they had a whole aisle. Uh, where half of the aisle would have been, you know, shelf facings of the same brand of tinned sure. tomatoes or whatever, or the same, you know, flavor of juice, um, you know. But then I went most recently would have been 2019, and that same store, the the second floor, second story was just closed off entirely. Um, they just had like a long line for people hoping to be able to buy like a chicken breast um you know the the juice selection there was no bottled water bottled water was incredibly hard to find um how is they, the water quality yeah it, don't drink it you'll die you'll right. get cholera cholera is as you know um in, endemic in the in the water supply and then so of what course, were you drinking well i was drinking bottled Beer? water 
okay. you know, and then because it was it was hard to find. It wasn't impossible to find. Um, and I bring with me. I have a little um, battery powered UV um, water purifier. Oh. Nice. So yeah, it'll scramble the DNA of any uh, it claims uh, bacteria that's or viruses that's in the water, so you won't get sick uh, from that. But of course, it doesn't do anything as far as filtering out heavy metal or anything like that. So um, I remember the first time I went down there, I was drinking this bottled water. See, see, so when you turn on the faucet, you hear Iron Maiden. Yes, exactly. I thought that um, was funny. No, it was good. It was good. Uh, so I was drinking the water and I, I woke up one night and I just had terrible stomach cramps. Um, you know, and so I said, I gotta, I gotta start drinking bottled water. Cause it's not, it's not good for the environment. You know, it's a small Island. There's not a lot of landfill space. So there's not yeah. a lot of, I don't wait, Is there like a massive lake? I don't, is there any fresh water? Like, is it just all groundwater? Is it, is there like a, yeah, I mean, I, there's, it's kind of like Florida. There's springs, there's plenty of rain. Uh, sure. You know, rivers and that sort of thing. And, of course, I guess you've probably got desalinization plants as well. Um, but, I mean, the, the Florida aquifer is, I mean, that's that's pretty clean. Yeah. You know, we're polluting it now. Is the same thing happened in Cuba? Like, they had a ground aquifer that was pristine that they ruined over time? Or? No, you, ru- you ruin it by pumping it through old pumps and sending it through shitty pipes. Well, right, and you you also pollute and it by you... having runoff that gets absorbed into the groundwater, like what, what's happening in Florida. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, I guess that's I don't know enough about the from. groundwater supply. Um, mm. That's a that's, that's a good fine. question. Yeah. Um, so what was it? So you were living in Havana, like yes, Havana, yes. Havana. Yep. Uh, Centro was the district, the central district of sure. Havana. Um, was there a? Oh no, never mind, because it's embargoed. Never mind. Go on. What was the What was the question? No, I was going to ask if there was like a, a Walmart or like a Five Guys there, but of course oh, not. Oh, yeah, no brands. Yeah, no brands. I just asked because like I went to London for the first time last year, and that's what they had in central London. And I'm just like, I come all the way here to see American stuff? Okay. Come on. Right. The whole, whole no, I mean, that was, and, that was the okay, beauty of it. Was the, the, there's the no McDonald's. Yeah, yeah, the elephant in the room meal is, why were you in Cuba? Are you going to tell us? He was planting uh, the sonic devices that we're talking about right now. <laughs> Did you have that contract? Did you no. have the contract for that? No, I was uh, I was just there to watch some baseball. Yeah, some baseball. That's a good, that's a good cover. <laughs> yeah, that's that's the best cover story. Yeah, yeah. Baseball, smoke cigars, recruiting for the Marlins or the Mets. I was asked that, and that's actually I was super super careful to deny that every opportunity I got, um, because if they think you're trying to like help their players leave. That is a big no-no. You will be in a lot of trouble. Really? They'll kill you. Oh, yes. They'll kill you. Neil went to Cuba on his gap decade. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. So, what was it like? Uh, did you run into Americans down there? Did you run into other... Not or... the first uh, time I was there. Um, the subsequent times after you know Obama made everything, we have direct flights, of course. Uh, that made it much more common to run into... Uh, people from the United States. Okay, um, but yeah, there and were is a lot. That, of... I mean, go ahead. Did you? Did you the, the second time? It's like, oh, hi. We're now all now we're just ruining Cuba with our loudness and yeah. Well, that's or... that's we discovered it, right? That's that's how that goes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. exactly. You were bumping into a lot of Canadians, I'm sure. Canadians, um, yeah. And then you know, I remember going to the the baseball games. There were a lot of Germans, um, mm. some people from like Denmark and that sort of thing. Uh, because the, at, at the baseball games, they isolate the foreigners. The foreigners have to go and even get their own special tickets, and then you're in kind of this little roped-off section. Uh, they oh. really prefer you not to mingle 
uh, with the populace. Sure. Is that is that to we're, protect we're with the from... non-Jews? You, you, you can mingle with the non-Jews, <laughs> right? Yeah. Is, is that to protect from re- from recruitment? Uh... Well, I mean, you know, uh, passions can run high at a game. Uh, um, yeah. You know, and and they wouldn't want a tourist getting jostled or or made to feel uncomfortable. I guess. Um, yeah, you, sure. you get a you get a couple tourists beat to death by angry uh, angry fans, and, and that's going to mess up. Yeah, there's going to be some headlines there. Yeah. Um, you know, but no, I, I sat in for a couple of games in the stands, had a hell of a good time. I mean, way more intensity than sitting with a bunch of Germans who don't know Vasis Los. You know, they don't know baseball. Uh, did you so that, did you get to witness Germans trying to speak Spanish? Um, yes. It's got to sound pretty funny. It was pretty good, yeah. And then, of course, you know, they're there and they're like, oh, my God, you're American. Can you explain what the hell is going on? What is this game? <laughs> so, okay. yeah, you know, that was that was a, a lot of fun explaining to them, like, you know. What's sure. the strike zone? Well, oh my God, you know, you gotta, you gotta really. <laughs> so you're laying pretty low around there, pretty much, huh? Yeah, basically, just you know, uh, living as the as the the people on my on my block in my apartment building did, you know, eating at the did restaurants. Did you meet all your neighbors and stuff? And... I did. I still uh, talk with uh, Tanya. She was my uh, closest neighbor, and nice. uh, I consider her my Cuban mother now. So, did you play dominoes with people or? I nah, never got invited to play dominoes. That's like the mm. one thing that I was like, man, I could I could really go for some dominoes. Never got invited sure. to play dominoes. Um, what was the internet like? Oh my god, uh, expensive and slow. Okay, was um, it? It's a, it's a little better now, but you know, 2014, you'd have to go to a hotel essentially um, to get onto a computer, or they had Wi-Fi codes uh, that you could you could you know uh, like the in Indiegogo in flight go go kind of thing in flight sure. Wi-Fi. Uh, you get a little login code, twenty-four hour code for Wi-Fi, or you borrow the computer for an hour. Um, and they were is that all... private? Are the internet service providers private, or does it all run through the government? It's all government. Gotcha. Yeah, Atexa is the uh, telecom com- uh, company there. Um, okay. Yeah. Um, but they've gotten they've gotten better now, where you know uh, they now have like Wi-Fi hotspots all over. And, you know, the, the smartphone proliferation has seen more people, you know, you don't have to congregate so much uh, in these areas where the hotspots were. The, the service is a lot better. It's, it's much improved um, to the point now where I can, you know, uh, have video chats uh, with some friends of mine down there while they're just outside their house. So, yeah. Interesting. Hmm. I wonder can, if they have you? an undersea cable here. I mean, I feel like they've, I don't know, like, I know we... No, they, they don't. They don't. Even now? No? No. <sighs> I think no, there was supposed to... That, uh, that's your... I'm, I uh, would have that, to look that be that the up. next step, and then Trump put the... Well, I think yeah. Venezuela was supposed to run one, and Venezuela has been having, of course, their own issues right. um, lately, so I think there was supposed to be one. Uh, there's, like, some satellite stuff for communications as well. Um, mm-hmm. Okay. Well, yeah, cute... Yeah, Q- yeah. I was just gonna say, Cuba is linked to Venezuela and Jamaica through a cable. Right. Okay, but yeah. it looks like oh, so there was a uh, an Arcos A R C O S under undersea cable between Cuba and it looks like uh, looks like Fort Lauderdale or maybe maybe it's Miami, and, uh, and then it would go to uh, Belize and all the way down Latin America into South America, hop on a few islands. Looks like it's going over to where's that? Puerto Rico. There's like there's like a tran like a circular cir- circumferential Caribbean uh, internet cable. 
Neil, are you are you worried about being compromised by going to Cuba? Not at all. Uh, the communists oh, okay. already got their hooks into me well and truly <laughs> deep. So yeah, we've got can Kyle you, on the podcast. I mean, come on. Can can you explain these nude photos with animals uh, that are on the internet? <laughs> uh, I am unfamiliar with these. I'm sure. So, uh, Chad, have you ever been to Cuba? Have you ever been to Havana? I, uh, I, no, I've had, that was my next trip. That that in Moscow, but either but both of them have put on hold. I've been everywhere else. But you no, to what, what do you a in Cuban s- Missile Crisis reenactment? What yeah. were you in yeah. Serbia for? Or I no, I really was. I yeah, was, well, I, I was. Uh, uh, we were. Uh, I was consulting on a refinery for the World Bank. I really oh, was. Wow. Oh wow! Okay, wow. cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah it's, 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 it's funny. It was great. I loved every minute of it too. It's, I, I, yeah, every a, minute. A yeah. lot of your stories, uh, when when they're when they're headlines, they sound like you know the prompts for st- spy novels, but they do sound. Uh, yeah, that sounds. That, I mean, that sounds legit. <laughs> did, they, did 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 you get the deal? Did you close? Oh yeah, no, no, I, uh, no, uh, I was with a, uh, my friend who has an engineering firm. I, I was actually working with him on it, and and uh, we went over there, and it was an old standard refinery that we were going, you know, with the World Bank. We're going to get back active, but that, but then we started. <laughs> I was actually one of the last guys coming out of there uh, before we bombed them, so it was during a very heady time of mm. uh, of that. But we were we were doing our best to, and and really. Uh, I spent a lot of money. I, you know, I mean, anytime I could bring a, like a laptop computer and, and I, I had a, I had a bunch of girls working for me and what have you. It was a great time. It really was. I, 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 I never got it. I never got what the conflict was, was about. It was really all political. Uh, sure. I couldn't tell. I couldn't tell the difference between a Croat or a, or a Serb or a Bosnian. Or, oh, I bet uh, they and, could. <laughs> yeah, they could. No, they could. Yeah, no. And, and actually, the boundaries, the boundaries would change and fluctuate, fluctuate all the time. So this was, was in the early nineties, I guess, that you were there. Uh, yeah, 90, uh, 95 okay. through ninety eight. I, I, I was I was in Severnica. I was standing on about ten thousand graves. In fact, my weekends were consumed sitting in little mausoleums in wow. wherever I was, drinking Johnny Walker Red, eating cakes, and listening to women cry about their sons being massacred. Choice, right? So it, it was freaking weird. That's, that's <laughs> very dark. Well, yeah. Well, the other thing too, if if you refuse them, you know, if if you say, "Oh no, I can't do this," right. it's the worst insult you could give somebody. So, anyways, so that's why I spent my Sundays. Yeah. And now you spend wow. your Sundays talking to us. Yeah. About spending your Sundays over there. So I know um, with, with very confused roosters in the background. That's right. I, I, can you hear my, my, can you hear my roosters? <laughs> Are my roosters coming? I, I shut the window. <laughs> That's fine. Um, yeah. What's, well, what's uh, interesting. So is there, Oh, I'm sorry. Go on, please. Well, I was going to say about Serbia right around that time, you know, that was, um, you know, that was, uh, bin Laden's original target for the next jihad. Um, oh, yeah. Was they were going to. Uh, really? Say, yeah, because the, the conflict was Muslims and Christians. Um, and uh, they thought that, you know, okay, we just finished, you know, kicking ass in Afghanistan. Now now this is our foothold in Europe. Um, but yeah, it also, uh, more than a religious conflict, was also kind of a nationalist conflict. It was a mess. Well, actually, the, the Croats and the, the Serbs were actually at it, too. I mean, yeah, so I mean, was, there was a whole. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it was a cluster expletive, uh, you know, as far as that goes. I mean, I, I, like I said, I mean, I, uh, you know, again, we're talking about some of the most beautiful women, 
the most beautiful night, the nicest people. These people would give you the shirt off their back if they, you know, if they had if they had one egg, you'd be getting it. I mean, it was just. But I, I never got it, and, and literally everyone was running around with PhDs. I mean, it, it, you know, highly educated, uh, you know, people, like 97% literacy. I mean, cra crazy stuff, multilingual. I mean, uh, a real garden spot. But but the insight of why that went down was the West. Uh, the, the West was actually jealous of because they kind of made socialism work, and uh, the West wanted to get in there and, and reconstruct. And ruin that. And, yeah. And ruin it. Yeah. Any, anytime that uh, anytime. A, a communal situation starts taking a stronghold. Uh, the West likes to come in and and, oh. and dip their dip their fingers into it. I'd bit. like to dip my fingers in your love affair with political ideologies that can't pan out, Kyle. Well, they can't pan out. It's just you, I mean, you I guess gotta have, you got to keep the CIA. No, it from can't because if it ever starts doing it, then we'll just ruin it. So it can't. Well, that's why it that's needs why, to happen That's why here. socialism can't work, Neil. Because if it ever almost worked, we would prevent it from working. So it can't. Well, and that's that's a big part of well, you know, you asked about the embargo or the blockade, as right, they call right. it in Cuba, um, you know, because that's you know, uh, I was I was doing some research and and this um, you know, uh, uh, celebrities talking about helping Cuba uh, with the the protests and the the riots. Oh, that's and right, that sort of thing. yeah, there's a new round of protests and stuff going down on down there and in Miami. Yeah, maybe and, the ones and, in Miami are a counter protest. I, I mean, not even a not even a new round of, and this is entirely unheard of. Like spontaneous, large mass demonstrations like this in Cuba. Well, I, I mean, say they new have is not in like seen. the last couple of weeks. Right? Yes, yes, yes. Recent. Uh, this is this is an almost entirely unheard of uh, since 1959, basically on the island. Um, oh no, they're not. They can't have another communist revolution. They already are communist already. Well, let's Kyle hope that go down there and help them. There's no uh, American Expouse intervention. The ideals of living in communism and tell them that they're just a few I, steps away from well, achieving the utopia that they're so close. The, the the problem with all of this too, and I've learned and I know this firsthand is, and especially with the, you know with you know socialism slash communism, it's really difficult because because it's almost like a multi generational disease. It almost gets in the blood. And as far as you know, and, and everyone's idea is to go there and here. Let's present capitalism and and uh, but you know, like for instance, in Serbia and and uh, some of the other places I was traveling around, you know, they they kind of you know winked at you, you know, when you you know essentially. Uh, presented a capitalist doctrine, in the, sure. which they which they equated to, to uh, being a gangster. I mean, that, in their mind, I mean, that's real capitalism. Yeah, well, it is. That's it pretty. Really that's is. pretty. I just <laughs> Maybe finished. Maybe they're watch right. <laughs> I mean, look, I just I just finished watching The Sopranos, and I that's I mean that's pretty. That's as pure as capitalism gets. Exchanging things, some quid pro quo. I'll take care of you. You know. Yeah, uh, sure. You're you're in with the crowd. I don't know if, and I, I think perhaps in the earlier mid '90s. That would have been the last good time to really make a pitch for capitalism. I don't. I don't think it's, you know, like think of think about think about our pitch uh, to uh, we 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 uh, what, what am I trying to say? I'm very ineloquent tonight. It's so late. Uh, <laughs> after the Haiti earthquake in 2010, Monsanto wanted to give them free rice, uh, and Haiti turned down Monsanto. And that was because the rice would then pollute their soil, and then they would have to buy Monsanto rice for the rest of time. That's a really good example of modern-day capitalism. I don't think that pitch would go very far if we told Cuba about that. Oh, let's have our, all of our industries invade you guys and take your natural resources and then make you kind of dependent on us 
for the natural resources that you let us have. Well, well that's, that's, I mean, that's, that's the, the big issue that you need to be aware of when you're talking about Cuba and the United States. Um, you know, the Cuban revolution didn't start out as a communist revolution. It was a right. nationalist revolution. It was for sovereignty. It was Cuba for the Cubans. And I heard that somewhere. Yes. And so and See, that, that, was, could, that could go sour very quickly. Well, you say like Germany for the Germans. No, America yeah, I mean, nationalism, nationalism, of course, is an ideology that can be corrupted very quickly and historically has been, as you say, the well, Germans, because, right. or because Ameri- it's, you know, make it's, America great again. America first was well, an ideology. I, mean, and I, I it's think ri- that it's ripe for corruption and it's ripe for being seized by. But. You but know, we but we see that from the point of view of the Germans of the United States as former colonizing and current, I should say, colonizing countries in the United States case, you know, that we see, oh, nationalism, that's, you know, that becomes then the racism, the eugenics of Nazi Germany, whereas if you are a colony and you're a nationalist, you say, you know, look, we're growing sugarcane, we're growing tobacco— and all of our industry and all of our infrastructure is dedicated and devoted to export. Well, all of sure, our raw but materials I mean, if you, but, are but leaving. That could that could also very easily turn into racism. I mean, look at what the American colonies did to the Indians. We had a very similar thing. We wanted a, a nation, well, look, look, but we didn't want a nation up. with the indigenous people that were here. We wanted them somewhere else. And I, I think a lot of this stuff also, there's a big gray area between patriotism and nationalism. I don't want to get into that, really, <laughs> well, even though we're, we're, we're dipping our toes into it, just because, like, I, I believe you should be able to say if, you know, like, if let's, let's take the Olympics. The Olympics are going on right now. I would like to say America first in the Olympics, as in we win first place. I'm an American. I like, you know, I like the U.S. I'll root for the sure. red, white, and blue, even though that's, like, four other countries' colors. And... I, I don't want to – I think the difference is, like, instead of saying, I really like the U.S., it's like it's like that line from the, um, the Chris Rock movie, Head of State, where it's like, God bless America and nowhere else. And right. It, and it, yeah, and it just turns right. into – Well, and again, that's like, you know, that's the difference between, like, the, the, the example I would think of would be, like, Iran or Mexico, where you have these, you know, large oil industries – um, that are controlled and owned entirely by, well, I guess Iran was uh, more controlled by the British. British. Right? And they're pumping the oil, and their contract with Iran says, okay, you get a taste of our profits, uh, but we're not going to show you the books. Right. So but, I mean, the, the, the nationalist, kind of the nationalist revolution, the nationalist revolution in Iran in 1953 was that oil wealth should be for the Iranians. Iran for the Iranians in that sense, not in the sense that we're going to execute non-Iranians, but just right. that we have all this oil or mineral wealth that we should be benefiting from. Did that? Know? Did the latter come in the revolution in 1979? No, that came in '53. Or no, no, was no. About I mean, the, like the like the kind of I don't know the the extremist views on religion and society that that was introduced well, in '79, right? In right. '79 came as, as as a result of '53 when the CIA overthrew the nationalist Again. prime minister of Iran, Mohammad Mossadegh. Uh, And that created this, you know, again, you have a total lack of sovereignty. Essentially, Iran essentially changed one set of masters for the next. Uh, they, They got rid of the British and were replaced with the United States. The Americans were now Iran's best buddy. Iran was seen as a counterbalance uh, for, you know, global power. The United States can't have entire military presence 
in every country, every corner of the world. So the idea was uh, we're going to have regional satellite powers, and Iran was going to be our Middle East, and was uh, for years in in conjunction with Israel. Uh, Mossad sure. and uh, Savak worked hand in hand. Um, and then in 79, New boss, the same that was, as the old boss. Basically. Right. That was 79 then was, uh, you know, the the rhetoric from Ayatollah Khomeini was we are going to kick out the foreigners. We are going to have this, you know, revolution. They were tightly joined with, um, you know, communist party, socialist party, left wing politics in Iran. And then as soon as Khomeini came back, uh, he said, yeah, we don't need you guys. Um, threw him in prison, executed him in the desert, and said, okay, now we are the Islamic Republic of Iran. Yeah, so it's the counter-revolution of the revolution. Correct, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Okay, yeah. Uh, yeah, one of the things that, you know, one of the things that comes to mind, what is, what is, what is Saddam, what, is, what does Muammar, and what does Charles de Gaulle all have in common? What is the one thing they have in common? They've They're never been in my kitchen. Their names end yeah. with a consonant. Do there airport, you go. They have airports named after them. You're you're all right. You're you, <laughs> yes. you, you all going to start. But but uh, but one of the, one of the things that they attempted to do, even Charles de Gaulle, and he actually got a you know got uh, an assassination attempt. They all tried to get off the U.S. dollar and hedge money. Uh, as far as that, yeah, yeah. and that's so about that, to happen again. Yeah, uh, so, and now yeah, and so maybe Iran will click over from the U.S. to China in the next couple of decades, but. I think we've said enough about whatever it is that we were talking about tonight because I don't know what were we talking I have about. No idea. I, you anymore. know what? I was. This is kind of a, a good episode to kind of just you know stretch back into everything. You know, we've been right. away for a little bit on vacation, like sitting in a hot tub together. Yeah. Just <laughs> well, all right. Please. Let's just well, I, I, let's I, I get curious. Let's get let's eyeball everybody. Let's well, size everybody up. And that way, you know, we'll just get it out of the way, uncomfortable. Go ahead and I am them. curious about Chad's astrological report that he was yes, getting let's, into. Yes, let's hear this real quick. Oh, that's right. We wanted to talk about that at the top of the show, but okay. now we're at the end. So, yeah, what okay. what were we tonight's uh, what kind okay. of moon? Okay. This is this goes back all the way to Ptolemy as far as his brand of astrology. We we have been under a void of course moon, and really what that means of a what? I'm sorry, a void, a vo- void of course, void, void of, of course. course. Yeah, and what that means is that there is no major Ptolemaic uh, aspect, either trine, square, opposition. It the moon is just out there, okay, and so the interpretation for that which is exactly what's happened, is I'm fumbling around with my computer. The screen's telling me the fan's going out. We were late. Uh, We're trying to figure out this. Everything's erratic, et cetera, et cetera. And voila, I mean, mean, the the show happened regardless. But but generally, when you are under these conditions, anything that can kind of possibly go wrong does. There it is. And if you're you're curious, the void, of course, uh, ends at 11.30, Eastern Standard Time tonight, July twenty fifth. Yes, um, that's yes. tonight. So, so yeah. by July twenty seventh at nine thirteen p.m., we should all be, um, you know, until oh. until then, we will uh, we will be feeling this uh, uh, a little bit a little bit better. Yeah, or, it's yeah. a better. Well, actually, it's a better time to slosh a bunch of wine and sit in a hot tub. Actually, this is this go. is where you want to schedule yourself 
You, you really, you, you don't want to sign any contracts. You don't want to do any business deals. You, you don't want to do anything too serious. You just want to have some fun. For three more really hours. That is for, or two yeah, more, or one go. more hour. There you go. Yeah. yeah. All right. And then, I mean, and then, and then it's going to be, it's going to be Pisces until July 27th. So void. Okay. Of course, the moon spends a little more than two days at a time in each of the 12 Zodiac signs as it travels through the Zodiac wheel. As the moon moves through the Zodiac, it forms planetary, blah, 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 blah. Uh, whatever. Hmm. I'll have to look this up. Yeah. Because it's just like, it's a whole, it's like three paragraphs rather than saying the Tell void of course moon is void of a course through the if planets you, in the zodiac. If so. you really, if you really want to understand it, wait until after 1130 to read it. Hey. Hey, there you go. That's right. Well, anyone listening to this is, it's going to be after that. There's no way I'm going to get the show out by that. <laughs> Astrological trivia by Chad. There you go. I, I, you know yeah. what? I love that as a segment. No, that's, that that's would be awesome. great. Yeah, no, Chad, that. write that down, Chad, because we'd love to have that on the on a weekly basis. We astrological. Should. Yeah. And so, speaking of that, Chad, where can people find you? They can find me closer to the microphone, hopefully. Closer to the microphone. <laughs> there we go. Thank they, you. They they can they can find me at Chad at Giant Rock the movie, and. Um, where else? That's it. Didn't you have yeah. a couple books that you've written recently or came out? I recently? have. I actually, actually, I have. I have. <laughs> thank you, thank you, Eric. My yes. pleasure. I, I, I have the uh, the novel uh, Giant Rock, which is based on actual events. It's a UFO faction book, and actually, it's still selling. It's been out since twenty. 16 and I actually get royalties every month so it's still selling. Nice. I thought there was uh, the, a new book though. The newer book is The New Libertarian Revolution for America. I am a revolutionary sure. uh, and I yeah, I've been around. That's why you're I in know exile. What it is. Yeah, I'm in exile. Yeah, so there's that one and that's on Amazon too. And actually that is really a small 82 page uh, a small little book. It's like the it, Communist it, Manifesto. It's really good. It is. Yeah. It is. And, and you know what? I, you know what? I, I'm either going to be held in jail or made the new ruler of the United States with that party. Incidentally, there is no but ruler I, I thought, of the I United thought, States. Yeah, I thought we didn't have a ruler, Chad. I thought we were going to have. Uh, that's nine the idea states. of libertarianism, that, isn't it? That's, you don't. That's it's the not, lie. That's the lie behind it. I'm, I'm letting everyone know ahead of time. We'll have to. It's, we'll yeah, have to. Yeah, we'll yeah. have to come back to that on the next show. Yeah, it, it is. It is, Chad. I will say it is a fascinating read, and it has nothing to do with the current Libertarian Party. No, it actually doesn't. Could, it actually doesn't. It could not be it, farther from the, that. It's a new Libertarian Party. That's why it's it really new. Is. It's like new yeah, Coke. It's new. It's new, new, new. If you haven't yeah. seen it, it's new to you. That's right. <laughs> well, no. Now, now also, here, now here, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pre-announce my next book, which I'm into about 35 pages. And um, it is, uh, what the hell title is it? The damn thing here. Let me see. Uh, oh, 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 The Perennial Deception. The is that perennial how, deception. How flowers can turn against you. The perennial deception. No, I think and that's I the uh, area between. That's, a little, <laughs> that's where I was going, Neil. <laughs> oh my god! All right, yeah. that's great. I, I could end it there, but I have to get. I have to get on with the Neil. Where can people find you? Uh, you know what? Let's go ahead and plug our. Let's plug ourselves. How about at We're Out There Pod on Twitter? Hey, that's right. And uh, we're out there on Facebook as well. Thank you, Kyle, for setting that up and. Uh, we're also God, on we're, many. We're on Facebook. I didn't know that. Oh, that's yeah. right. And, oh and, my uh, God! I said, like I said, Chad, we're keeping this thing. You know, we're, we're trying to grow the plant, and right. uh, yeah. 
And and then also uh, All right, I'll, I'll show up next Sunday. That's that please. <laughs> Your name's on the show, man. Uh, and, uh, and Kyle. Well, then I really will show up. Okay. And Kyle, where uh, what have you got? Any plugs? Where can people I've got, find you? I, you know what? I I've got nothing. Uh, you can just find me by screaming into the void. That's right, and all of you can find me, all of you out there can find me back here next week for the next episode of We're Out There. I did it! Yes! Have a good night, everybody. This has been a Pneumonium production. The views and opinions expressed on We're Out There do not necessarily reflect those of Pneumonium, LLC, or its subsidiaries. Theme music by Matt Baltrucky.